There we go. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> All right. What's up, guys? Tonight we have a, I guess you could say, special guest joining us, a friend of mine, Michigan Wave for Instagram. He runs a very respected Michigan page. Uh, what's going on, man? Hey, Spencer. Appreciate you having me on. For sure. All right. Let's get into this because I know everyone's going to be like, oh, God. But, yeah, guys, it's rivalry week. Uh, Michigan, Michigan State, 12 o'clock on, is it FS1 or Fox? I think it's Fox. All right, Fox. Um, obviously, Michigan beat Michigan State 21-7 to last year. We didn't have even 100 yards of offense. But <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, I mean, obviously, and I don't really care, but Michigan State's won, what, eight out of the last 12. But since Harbaugh's got here, they've turned it around. So what do you expect to happen this week? Or, I mean, that's a dumb question, but. <laughs> well, we'll see how it goes. I'm really excited about it. Mm-hmm. Um always look forward to this yearly rivalry game. I expect the Spartans to bring their A game. They're going to this is the most important game on their schedule year in year out. You can't argue that. Yeah. Now, this season hasn't went as planned for the Spartans so far, but I expect them to give it a give it a good fight, try their absolute best. I just at the end of the day, at the end of the game, I just don't think it's going to be enough to get the W for MSU. Yeah, I agree too. And to, I mean, because I know all Michigan fans are going to want to know what I have to think about the whole season and that. But I don't know what's going on, man. I mean, the defense just sucks for Michigan State right now. I, I will agree. Like, the defense has surprised me. I expected more out of them. Um, however, I will say offensively, I did kind of see this coming. As soon as Coach D'Antonio just reshuffled the same staff, I really thought that was a puzzling move. And. The, with that said, I'm not extremely shocked to see it's played out like this. But on the defensive side of the ball, yeah, I expected more. And that's the thing, too, like how you're saying about the offense. Like, I mean, I know it's been, you know, not that impressive, but we still did score 31. Like, no one expected the defense to be this bad. I mean, dude, I swear to God, if you guys throw Hail Marys the whole game, like, you're going to kill us. I mean, yeah, every I, I, I don't think we will. Sadly, and I I wish we would. Like, you bring up a great point. If we did that with half the teams on our schedule, for God's sake, we would blow them out. But we just don't. Michigan Wolverines do not utilize their depth and talent and speed and athleticism at wide receiver the way we should. Um, So you bring up a great point there. Um, I don't know. Like, you guys have some great athletes on the defense. It's not like you're missing the players. Like, I heard a lot about your D-line all offseason. Um, maybe, like, Devin Gardner mentioned, they don't play as nearly as aggressive uh-huh. these days. Uh, I, I'm wondering more so where the MSU players' heads are at uh, with Coach Antonio. Are they, are they fed up with his antics at this point? Are they still motivated, and are they still wanting to win for their coach? That's what I'm wondering at this point. Exactly, dude. And I had, if you watch the Devin Gardner, Darian Harris came on here. And I was like, you know, ask him about all that stuff. I know he's I not didn't, a team. That would be interesting. I, I did not listen to that. I will go. Yeah. I had him on here. I had, I mean, I had players, but it was in the off season. So I didn't ask him yeah. that. But I mean, I don't know, dude. I, the thing with Dan Turner that really like where I'm fed up with is, and I know you'll agree with me on this, like what team goes three and nine? I know we made the playoffs the year before and doesn't fire one coach. Like, can you imagine you guys going three and nine? Your fan base would be saying fire the AD, everyone. So that's where, like, now where I'm like, yeah, Daytona's got to go. And I know we're not going to fire him, but I really do see him walking away, especially if you guys 
you know, put a nice stone in us on Saturday. Great point, Spencer. And um, honestly, like that—that that is a good point. And I feel like the fans would not be able to tolerate that if it was in Ann Arbor. Uh, it's crazy that you guys made the college football playoffs, despite you weren't able to at least even get a field goal in the playoffs against mm-hmm. Alabama. Yeah, you, you got shut out. But the yeah. next year, you only win three games. But yeah. I didn't really expect to see a season almost that bad again. And and here we are now in 2019. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I mean, that's for like, because I like to hear what you got have to say about the D'Antoni. Because, dude, I mean, you don't understand how many fans DM me like, oh, you effing retard. Like, he's the best ever. And I'm like, yeah, I know that. But to a certain point, like, you got to get held to a higher standard, man. I mean. Like, dude, I was at the game and last Saturday. I left at halftime. Yeah. But someone was filming before when they were walking the tunnel. Like, thank you, Mark D'Antonio. Like, thank you. And I'm like, you know, that ain't a good sign. And he's just always so grumpy. I mean, I don't yeah. know if he's going through something personally or I don't know. But he yeah. just doesn't seem like he has that edge like you were saying. Right. Uh, and um, I, I, I've i always, like, this year I've really started to believe this. And it's I'm wondering if Coach Antonio has something that he's trying to hide as long as possible, like some dirt under his name that only his football staff know about regarding him as a coach and something that maybe he he did that he should not have and and he could get in some major trouble for. So Mm -hmm. I seriously think this alone is the reason that he has not let go any of his staff next to Coach Blackwell who's suing Mark D'Antonio, but um, you're right about being grumpy. Yeah. Like I, I can't say from a genuine, like honest perspective because I'm not one of their players, Mm -hmm. but from the outside looking in, yes, he looks like a grumpy old man that isn't enjoying (laughs) anything he's doing. Isn't enjoying his job. Isn't passionate about it anymore. He always looks like he's got this sick look on his face. Like he's about to throw up and, he's looking older than ever. Like I, I just, I, and the thing is Spencer is he's, this isn't new. Like he's looked like this for years. I know? mean, so yeah, no, you can finish my bad. No, no, no. Go on. I'm, I'm finished. Yeah. No, I was just going to say like the last time I saw him smile and, and I really don't even, this game didn't mean anything was that victory over Penn state last year, you know, when we beat him on the road. But yeah, other than that, I mean, that's where, like, I had so much optimism after 17. You know, we beat Saquon, and you, we beat you guys. I know you had O'Corn, but I was like, damn, this group's really young. And that's yeah. why, like, I'm trying to get working them on the podcast after the year. Like, dude, I mean, after that season, it's been nothing but downhill. I don't know why, but. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But we'll get into the game, guys, in Michigan. But we're just going to finish up a few more points. But lastly, yeah. do you think, and I know you you probably will say yes, but. Do you think Michigan State should move on from him? And if so, who do you think, for Spartan fans, who do you think they, you know, should be the top priority to get if he resigns or whatever? Right. Um, yes, I do think they should move on. If they don't, I will respect their decision. And we'll see how it plays out. I Do I see it really changing with D'Antonio there? I don't think so. Unless D'Antonio remains, but he makes the smart staff changes and hires a modern offensive coordinator or a modern defensive coordinator or something mm-hmm. different like that. It needs a rehaul in some regard. Uh, 
as for who they should hire as a head coach to replace Mark, mm-hmm. uh, the coach at Cincinnati. Luke Fickle. Luke Fickle. Um, yeah. But, like, point being, just someone, again, someone more modern that could really just bring a fresh new face, attitude, mentality, uh, everything to Spartan Nation. Yeah, I mean, I'm not – I understand Fickle's good, but, like, see, that's where, like, Michigan State, dude, is, like, that's just going, like, not with mediocrity, but, like, hiring the safe guy. You know what I mean? Like, they got to hit a Hail Mary, and I don't know if you're as high on Matt Campbell as I am, but you know who that – the Iowa State coach, right? Um, yeah, I don't know much about Matt Campbell. Yeah, I mean, some of your fans were like, oh, that could be your next coach if Powerball goes to the NFL or whatever, but – I will ask you this. I saw this today, and it took shook me really off guard. Um, some someone said to elite college football, I believe it was, Coach D'Antonio will possibly become the Crimson Tide defensive coordinator, and you guys will find someone new. What do you think about that? Have <laughs> you heard anything you about that? that? No, and dude. You know it's hilarious. It's, I really think, and I'm not. I might be wrong. I feel like that message was from Sparty CBB. I don't know why. Oh really? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. But the Bama, <laughs> why do you Alabama, think that? I don't because an Alabama account posted it, and I was like, "Oh, did Sparty CBB mention that to you?" And he was like, "What are you talking about?" Or, or something like he didn't say like no. So I was like, "Oh, I don't know." But oh. to answer your question, I mean, that kind of like not got me off my seat, but I had hope because if he does that, like you said, that would mean a whole new staff. What we need, um. I mean, the coach I wanted was Fleck, but that's not happening now. But Right, he's that, doing a hell of a job well, with uh, the Gophers. That's the thing, too. Like, another thing I was going to bring up, too, lastly, and then yep. we can move on to your team. But, like, I don't know how we're, like, getting recruits, dude. Like, I don't know how players <laughs> – I know, like, you're a Michigan fan, but, like, how you can be like, I want to go play for that offense. Like I know what you. I know. I know what you mean. Yeah. Like, dude, it, I told my brother, I'm like, if I was a five star, I really don't know if I go to Michigan State. Like, I I'm the a, people, the players that come to mind regarding this is like Trey Mosley and Julian Barnett. Yeah, Barnett's good. I mean, he was a top fifty recruit, dude. Like, I would have, I would have loved to have Barnett and Trey Mosley too. Both yeah. those guys, I was like, damn, like the Spartans got a good one. Mm-hmm. But like, like you said, here we are watching this unfold this year, and it's like how can you make a decision to go out of all the schools that recruited you, you want to go and have no stats in East Lansing, you know, yeah. I, I understand they're freshmen, so it, it could change and get better, but so far. But see, that's the thing, dude, like that pisses me off. And this is where I like, and I'm not saying I love Harbaugh, but he plays the freshman, you know, Charvinal, he's a true freshman, isn't he? And he's playing a lot. He's a true freshman. Harbaugh, that- I've been a little bit uh, frustrated with in, in terms of, uh, starting and playing true freshman but i mean it he has proven now that if they're good enough if they're strong enough and and smart enough like they know the playbook enough they will see time but mm-hmm. i'm not gonna front and say like there hasn't been times where i'm frustrated and wondering why some true freshmen aren't playing already but at the same time spencer i'm not at practice seeing these guys ball so i <laughs> I'm looking from the outside in. I can't give it an accurate judgment like the coaches can. I got to trust the staff. Exactly. Um, and to your point, I mean, I guess we can talk about you guys now. Like Dax, Daxton, is it Daxton? Daxton Hill, right? Yeah, um, Dax Hill he goes by, basically. Yeah, like, I mean, 
I know he's got in for, you know, a few trick plays on the, you know, fake punts, but did you expect him to play more? He hasn't really got too much time. Yeah. Um, I knew we had like Josh Metellus coming back. Who's a leader on the defense, especially in the secondary. He's a senior now. So this is his last year. So um, that's going to be Dax Hill's spot to take next year. Moving forward. Um, mm-hmm. Dax Hill was the number one safety uh, in the last recruiting class. And he's out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. And we also have the, the next number one safety coming in Jordan Morant. Oh, God. Who, yeah. So like our recruiting is looking fantastic, but like in order to compete with the Buckeyes, we need that. Now I say this and then here's MSU who doesn't have the same recruiting success as, as uh, the Buckeyes and yet they can beat them. So, you know, I, I think yeah. in, in terms of a Michigan Ohio state thing, maybe it's more of a mental thing, I, but I'm, I I'm getting sidetracked. No, that's good, dude. I mean, we're talking about you guys now, so you could, tell you that but to your answer your point about that like and do we almost beat them that year we were three and nine too they beat yeah. us by one point i know but, and i think the thing with that is it's like i when i darian harris and riley bullock on like they went into that every game in those years thinking like they were gonna win now i will say this i think you guys like despite you having more wins right now already than 2016 i do think the roster was better in 2016 or maybe like you guys, like you said, had that better mental edge than, than this year. Maybe I'm wrong. I, well, I don't like you put up a great fight say. against our squad that year, which was very surprising. Like we had Jabril peppers come in Spartan oh. stadium. He, he balled out, but like you guys still held your own and it was still somewhat close. Like I'll never really understand going for two when, you know, oh, yeah. yeah, but that's another topic. So oh. like, would you agree with me there that you think your 2016 squad was, a little better mentally or maybe even physically mentally. I don't know because that was the year with the whole scandal, but right. the only reason I don't know is because I feel like Lewerke is a lot better than O'Connor was, but I mean, yeah, I get what you're saying. That's like, a good we point. Probably had a, we probably had a better old line that year. Receivers. Definitely not. I don't think um, that's the thing too, is like, we don't play any of our friends like Barnett, like, and, uh, Naylor's out still for receiver. Like I, next year, our receivers, and I know you laughed when MSU Sports Today said that, but our receivers will be really good next year. Not top ten good, but that's but, what I, that's I what I laughed at. Like I'm not saying yeah. you guys aren't don't have good receivers, but yeah. uh, top ten in the country, I just don't see it occurring with that offensive style and scheme, and, exactly. and, and play calling, um, and quarterback play. Like is this is the work he's last season, correct? Yeah, he's a senior. And, and, like, the O-line development has not been there. Like, Coach Antonio and his staff used to really, like, their pride and joy was recruiting players that people and programs slept on. And they use that chip-on-shoulder attitude and coach them up. And they became good players in the collegiate level. And you're not really seeing that the same way anymore. No, but the reason why I think, and I, no one really says this, but we used to steal a lot of guys out of Ohio. And I told Darian this and he was like, well, you know, Le'Veon, none of them, none of them had offers. And I'm like, yeah, but now it seems like we're trying to, which I like recruit more out of state, you know, like with Darius snow, um, he's yeah. got a running back commit from Georgia who Jordan Simmons, he had offers by LSU and stuff, but I don't know, man. It seems like Cincinnati with Luke fickle, he's stealing a lot of our Ohio recruits now. That is true. So that's not good, but Right. Yeah, I mean, I think we've talked enough about us, but 
for Michigan, I mean, with Harbaugh, I know you guys aren't having a bad year, but I mean, say, you know, something goes wrong this weekend and Ohio State, you know, damn well, your fans are going to be up, you know, fire Harbaugh. What do you think about yeah. the rest of the season? I know for a fact the fans would, I'm going to say it, overreact if, if uh-huh. we were to lose this Saturday and then lose once again to Ohio State. But uh, I I haven't ever been on the fire Harbaugh train at this point in his career. Um, I just don't think it's, it's, I don't think it's like reasonable, uh, uh, reasonable. Thank you. Um, This team, this Wolverine team has come a long way since the blowout at Camp Randall against the Badgers. Uh, I remember watching that game and was just blown away by how bad we looked how confused we looked on offense. Uh, it looked like we just were playing with our tail between our legs and, and didn't really put up any sort of fight. And several weeks later, we, we go through the season and then we play against Penn State in that whiteout at night. And we didn't have the greatest first half. And I was like, oh, here we go again. Going <laughs> to get blown out on live TV, like prime time, I should say. Mm-hmm. And just another one of these damn games. I'm tired of this outcome. And then they come out after halftime and for the whole, like the third and fourth quarter, they, they fight their hardest and they almost are able to tie the game. If uh, wide receiver, Ronnie Bell is able to come down with that catch on fourth down in the end zone. So um, despite the loss that night, it had our fans feeling very optimistic moving forward with the rest of the schedule. Um, And here we are against the Spartans now Saturday at noon and I said this about a week ago. I'm thinking my prediction for the score is probably going to be 35 to 10 Michigan or maybe like 35, 13 for the Wolverines. Um, what do you think about that, Spencer? I, I have like 31, 14 or something like yeah. that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, to, to go into like with, you know, how you guys looked against Penn State, the thing with Michigan that I've never understood is, and I know you might disagree, but, you know, like I feel like, and I know he wasn't better, but with Wilton Spate that one year, like you guys were possibly two plays away from going 12 and 0. And it seems like obviously Patterson's better, but I don't know what, I just feel like he's not the guy to get you over the hump. Like if it was up to me, I would have started McCaffrey, I think. Um, you well, know, what do you have? Well, like I, I was very frustrated with Shea at the start of the year, and I was sad because it, like at the start of the year, it seemed like he had regressed from last year his his first season in Ann Arbor and I, and I thought well you know like we're, we're changing offensive schemes uh, under offensive coordinator coach Gaddis so he's just got to learn a new system which is unfortunate because he really had a pretty good year for us last year our offense was was pretty damn good uh wasn't good enough at the end of the day but you know um I think he's getting in his groove now at this point he's uh, definitely a lot healthier. I, I was at the season opener this season against Middle Tennessee State, and he got hurt, like, one of the first plays of the game on a scramble. Um, I think it was uh, a rib injury or something of that sort. So he wasn't really 100%. And, like, we, we almost slipped up during the Army game and lost. Luckily, we huh. didn't. But, like, we just, like, we were just discombobulated mm-hmm. in all – phases of the game um the defense has really turned the corner as well we're getting a lot more sacks a lot more pressure thanks to that d-line 
the emergence of middle linebacker Cam McGrone, number 44, has really helped the defense. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm just I'm, – I, I said this, like, I feel like if this matchup against the Spartans was at the start of this season, it would be completely different. Oh, yeah. It's like – You've seen it. Like, Michigan is just not the same team that they, they were in that loss against the Badgers. And, you know, they put up that great fight against Penn State and seemed to find themselves. Like, I wonder what happened in that locker room at halftime. I really, really wish I knew if, if a coach said something or there was a great halftime speech or players started to figure out the system. I don't know what it was. I wish I knew. But uh, I'm excited for Saturday. So the Wolverines have Michigan State, Indiana – at Indiana, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I, sh- I should add. And then at home in Ann Arbor against the Buckeyes. So three very important games. I can't believe we're already this far through the I season. Crazy. Like, time just flies. Um, mm-hmm. But I will say, too, like, we're not to take Indiana lightly. We always seem to have close games with them. It's an away game this year. They're 7-2 and two right now, and they're ranked. I think they're ranked yeah. number 24 That's in the country. <laughs> but uh, their quarterback is, is out for the year, so – uh, it's just going to be interesting. It's going to be a fun next couple of weeks. I'm really excited to see how it plays out. Um, but, man, if we can get over that hump and, and beat Ohio State, that team down south, that would be something. Yeah, and to answer that – or to go to your point about, you know, how Michigan – what happened in the locker room, how they bounced back, that's the thing I've, I've all – and I know you're going to agree with me that I can't stand about Michigan State is – I don't like how we have that bounce back mentality, like oh, bad game, like and you not and you're probably what are you talking about? But like how we treat you guys like the Super Bowl, and I understand we should, but we should treat everyone the same, like and if we don't, like you see what I mean? Like you can't lose the Arizona State fucking two straight years. Excuse my language, but you know what I mean? Like I did not expect where, like, that. That was a crazy game this year. Yeah, but that's men on the field. Like, Oh, and dude, we were at that game, me and my friend, the guy that was going to do the podcast with us. Right. And and I'm like, dude, I'm telling you, they're calling this field goal back. And he's like, if they call it back, I'm running out of the stadium. And they took like 10 minutes, dude. Yeah. And then that stupid, whatever, the jump that should have been called. But to, I mean, to not go off topic, like, I don't know. That's the thing I think that's wrong with us, that that's why Michigan never has slip-ups with the easy matchups is they just pound the rock. They do – you know what I'm talking about? That you guys run over everyone's throat like the weaker teams. But then when you guys get to the, you know, inferior teams, yeah, I feel like you try to do that and it doesn't work. Like the last year at Ohio State when you guys tried to keep running the ball. That's what I think like – so you're saying get over the hump. That's what I think you guys are missing is – I, I love like, that about Harbaugh is running the damn rock down your throat. Um, yeah. You're right about that. However, I think like still at this point in his career, we were still waiting on – the exact type of athletes we needed and we're slowly slowly every year we're getting closer and closer and this year I think we have those guys uh if we don't get it done that's okay well it's not okay but um I mean like we're gonna have even better guys coming in next year is my point so maybe that'll be the year that really helps us in that matchup when maybe the Buckeyes lose a certain amount of guys to the draft um you know year by year our speed's been getting better athletes have been getting better um so like harbaugh making that move to modernize the offense was smart we Mm -hmm. had to get punished a little bit halfway through this season because we saw that slow transition transition process like here i am watching the lsu tigers who are my second favorite school and 
this year, after making that offensive coordinator hire, they have like these oh, three yeah. freshman wide receivers that are just killing it. Like they're just like three of them are getting a hundred yard <laughs> games each. And that's exactly what I wanted to see out of my squad under mm-hmm. coach Gaddis. And we just have not seen anything like that. Like, I mean, DPJ, Nico Collins, Ronnie Bell, just to name a few. Yeah, Black. You know, like Tariq Black, who sadly isn't the same player since his uh, two broken feet that he's had so far in his career. I think he's lost some agility, some explosiveness. But yeah, those three right there, not including Ronnie Bell, any school would just drool to have. And we're not utilizing the way we should. And, and here we are as Michigan fans that are going to be watching these guys ball on Sundays and think, oh, like what, what could have been? Like, yes, they made some great plays for us. They won us a lot of games. However, uh-huh. we could have seen more. But that's what I don't get. And I know you, you probably disagree, but like, I don't think it's that big of a, and I know it's a big deal. And you, all you guys are like, Oh, we need speed. Like, I don't think that's all it is. Like you see all your players this year, like Devin Bush, uh, you know, Winovich for your Patriots, um, Jabril, all these guys, dude, they're balling. So I think you've had the players in the past. Like, I don't think that was the issue, like recruiting faster players. I think you've always had that. I just think, I personally think it's the mindset. Like you were saying earlier, like when they, not that they get scared when they see Ohio state, yeah. but like, Oh, like they know what's happening. I feel like, I don't know. I just feel like you guys need when you play them to like, not get more pressure on them, but I don't know. I, I see what you're saying, that. man. Like we, like Michigan has not beaten the Buckeyes since 2011. I was in ninth grade. And also too, that Buckeye team wasn't even coached by urban Meyer. Urban went seven and zero against Michigan. Um, so that yeah right that would (laughs) that would affect the team's mentality um like so like Ohio State's got all that confidence knowing that they've beaten us for this long this many years in a row so that'll carry some weight now we just need to be strong enough to say we understand that we've been sadly dominated in this decade but we're going to change that right now moving forward and you guys can't do nothing about it, you know? Mm-hmm. So we can see that in the type of play. We're going to see how it unfolds on the 30th of November. Exactly. And like you brought up LSU, like that's a perfect example. You know, they lost eight straight. That could be how you guys end up doing it. You know, just come out. And exactly. Not, you know, I mean, that game was worse than the score. But, I mean, I basically we covered everything. Um, I mean, I know we, we don't have to talk about this for a lot, but what do you think about Michigan's upcoming basketball? I'm super excited. Um, I'm a huge fan already of Coach Howard. I'm mm-hmm. um, I'm literally best friends with uh, Juwan's son, Jace, and <laughs> as well as Jet, who are both most likely going to play for their father in Ann Arbor. I'm super excited about the future. Uh, the recruits we got coming in already, and not even having Coach Juwan Howard coach the, his team for a season. Like he's, we've only seen one game in his career so far. And um, I see bright days ahead. Now we're going to need to get some highly recruited players in order to compete with Coach Izzo and his Spartans. Uh, I've always admired your roster and the, just the massive athletes you guys have um, all around, like not, not just two, three guys, the whole damn roster. Uh, Like I, I watched you guys against Kentucky and I just saw the length 
And yeah. like, yes, like you guys weren't exactly caught shooting, but it was the first game of the year. It's oh. not. It's not like you guys can't shoot. Um, so, <laughs> like, I I would I love our guys in Ann Arbor, but I would kill um, to have some of yours like with that length and athleticism. Yeah. So, point being, like, I think in a couple of years we're gonna have a team similar to that. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just excited to see how it plays out this year. Like, some other schools aren't gonna know exactly how to prepare for us since there's not a lot of game film yet at this point of our new offense and defensive styles mm-hmm. um but i'm super excited to see it um we play each other what twice this yeah. year it should be the, the last Ooh. game that's gonna stupid. that's gonna be tough like we yeah. wolverines might get swept this year like they lost three straight to msu <laughs> last season which is ridiculous mm-hmm. and pathetic like that should never ever happen you have three chances to beat a team and you can't in that's, three weeks <laughs> that's terrible um yeah. so i i hope i don't see a two game sweep this year uh if we if we win one you guys win one or maybe maybe we beat you guys both times i highly doubt that no. but i would be shocked if that was the outcome but uh it'll be exciting i can't wait for it yeah, for sure. I think this year, like, honestly, us, you guys, and Ohio State probably are the three best in the Big Ten. What about Maryland? Um, yeah, I, I don't know, though. With Maryland, like – I don't know about Ohio have... State, to be honest. I might swap Maryland for the Buckeyes. I just think the Buckeyes have it this year, dude. They yeah. recruited some good guys, obviously yeah. Weston. But I don't know. With Maryland, they always, they always like, don't impress me. I don't know why. They always lose that. Like, last year, they lost to Frick. I don't even remember they lost to. But they always lose that first game in March Madness. I don't know. Is but, uh, is Michi on the squad this year? Or is it next year? Michi. Yeah. You no, no. No. He's twenty two, dude. <laughs> really? Yeah. He's, he's only. I think he, he's younger than Amani. They're in the same class. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I see. I see all Amani's uh, interactions, engagements with MSU. I do see what you what you're always saying about him and his relationship uh with coaches Owen East Lansing. Um <laughs> that'll be interesting to see how that plays out, man. What happens with Amani. Um mm, for sure. Yeah. I think I think he'll end up reclassifying. You know how his mess yeah. with the end, so that's why I think like the I don't know. Um, did you did you see my update today about Zay Todd? signing early like next week oh i saw that i was surprised. yeah yeah see like that's why i think there's no chance he plays overseas he's he he's he's excited about uh ann arbor man trust me i that's the thing dude i like i can't i listen to all these kentucky fans and i shouldn't like Mm -hmm. they're always right though about these recruits but that's what they said about him so but yeah he, he doesn't look like he's gonna be going overseas but to end it out, turn out the podcast. Um, I mean, we kind of already did it, but let's just give our full score predictions. Yeah, I'll say 35 13 Michigan. Mm-hmm. I'll go with depending, I mean, depending on how we start. You know, if we play like we did against Illinois, guys, I'll probably have to say 31 to 14 Michigan wins. But I mean, the closest I could see it getting would be like, you know, like 31 21. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we're going to get. If we lose by less than ten, I'd be shocked. Um, but it really don't matter if we lose. You know, we're four and six. It's not no tr- second trophies. But yeah, exactly. It's not like you get half of Paul Bunyan or something. You know, exactly. Yeah. Especially this year, like that's what I was gonna tell you too. Is like if we lose this game, I really do think like this is gonna be the nail in the coffin for D'Antonio for sure. 
Um, uh, yeah, like that. Back to that Illinois game just this past weekend. I I, I wasn't watching because I was watching obviously LSU Alabama. I was uh-huh. I was rooting for LSU to get it done, and I checked the score updates, and uh, I saw the Spartans were up big, twenty eight to three. I was like, oh wow, like they're playing well. Okay, I that kind of surprised me. And then I checked mm-hmm. back late in the game, and I see all these fans reacting on Instagram and whatnot. And I'm like, oh my god, is MSU <laughs> blowing this right now? I go to my uh-huh. score app. And like Illinois driving down the field with seconds left, about to score for the game winner. And who's the, who's a quarterback? Former Wolverine, oh, Brandon yeah. Peters. Yep. How ironic. That, but that's the thing that like makes me laugh because it's like every touchdown they had was like a sixty yarder that like you know what I mean that we just missed tackles. Man, like, your secondary's looking soft it's and so lost. Bad. I don't know what's going on, man. Dude, like. I don't know. Like, that's what's why with I'm really what's with what's with Darius Josiah Snowden. Scott, bro? Like, he had a he lot got of hype in that game. Like, he got hurt before they made that comeback. Oh, really? Actually. Did he exit yeah, the game he, or no? He didn't play the fourth quarter. I don't think. At least someone told me that. Oh, okay. but um, I mean, I don't know. That's why I'm really excited for. I know he's gonna be a freshman, but Darius Snow, like, you know, he came on here the podcast, and I mean, dude, this guy had offers everywhere, and he even told me like he works out. Sometimes Jamal Adams comes to his school. That's who he reminds me of. So if Josiah wow. Scott can stay and then obviously Darius Snow, I mean, you know, I think it's going to be a lot better leadership next year for sure for the secondary with us. Yeah, um, I feel like I shouldn't comment on the game if I didn't watch it. But, like, was Illinois successful running the ball on you guys or was it just strictly passing plays? I mean, from what I saw, dude, like, it was just a passing game. You know, it's always the same. You know, like teams don't run that well against us, right? And what, like we can't never stop the pass. Ever. I wanted to bring up before we end it quickly um, the loss of Joe Bocci. Oh, like I haven't heard you guys say much about that. Uh, did it catch you completely off guard? Um, does this defense look completely different without him? Um, it actually didn't look that much like. Yeah, I you mean, got Tyreek Thompson starting in place of him, right? Even Antoine Simmons, dude. Like, oh, he's he's a baller. Yeah, and he's from Ann Arbor too. Like, oh, I know, I mean, across the street at Pioneer. Yep. And I forgot former like, Buckeye Rizzo, commit. I'll add. Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say that. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I don't know. Like the thing, I wasn't that. Uh, what do you call it? Like shocked by is that someone told me that, or maybe it was Willikis. One of them gained like forty pounds in the off season. Once I heard that, <laughs> I was like, oh. You know, I ain't shocked. <laughs> Honestly, Willikis did bulk up ma- majorly. And who knows? Maybe he did the same type of stuff because I saw him just like a year later. I was like, oh, my God, he's massive. Yeah. Now, has he been a disappointment in terms of the stats and the expectations so far? The thing is, like, I think he has been, but it's so hard to tell. Like, I was looking at that. He had a couple sacks against Illinois. I think he yeah. had two. But, like everyone's underperforming so bad where I can't like, be yeah. like, Oh, he's, uh, he's overperforming. It's hard to tell like how Chase Young just, you know, stands out that well when they're balling. It's just hard to tell for me. Right. But, I mean, yeah. And to uh, make, you know, matters worse, Willikis and Bocci are roommates. So it definitely is possible. Right. Good point. And <laughs> uh, watching you guys play the Buckeyes in Columbus, that was a game where I was really like, okay, we're going to see what this squad is made of. Yeah. And I mean, what was it? A quarter, two quarters? You guys put up a really good fight. Was we, it? Yeah, dude, we played well. Like you guys might be like that with us, and then I don't know. The second yeah. half, it just falls apart for you. 
But see, the thing with us is why we lose these games. It's like, it's not like how Ohio State just threw it all over you guys last year. Like, we always shoot ourselves in the foot, dude. Like, that's what loses us all. Like, you will botch a snap, throw picks. You know what I mean? Yeah, that and like like you said in in last week's game, you take your foot off the gas pedal for some reason. Conservative. Like, why? Yeah, man. I Hey, as a Michigan fan, I know conservative play calling. I've seen plenty of it. You know, um, I feel your pain. And I think it comes back to both of our coaches. Like, I know Harbaugh's adapted a little well, but, like, they're really – they're both really stubborn in their way. You know, they want to get it done their so way. So is uh, Coach Brown, our defensive coordinator with oh, his man coverage. Awesome. However, we we <laughs> have finally seen some zone coverages here in Dax Hill at the nickel spot, which uh, should help us against the Buckeyes with their speedy wide receivers like Chris Olave. Mm-hmm. That guy's elusive, man. Yeah. He's from like California. I didn't realize. A lot of you had Michigan really high on his final list, to be honest. I don't know if you knew it that. Seems, I didn't know that, but it seems like you guys are high on like everyone's list. It's <laughs> probably just because of Jordan Jumpman and you know what I mean, like Michigan. But, yeah, I remember when uh, I was just at work years ago when I got that notification from Bleach Report that we were going to Jumpman. And I was like blown away. I was like, really? Like yeah. a Michael Jordan dunking basketball logo <laughs> on football uniforms like on gloves cleats exactly that's uh interesting and i was like okay well i'm sure it's gonna look dope it's still nike but uh i i think we're gonna start a trend and here we are now we got oklahoma we got florida gators oh, that have joined yeah. the train so um i i think it's cool i like would would you rather jordan or nike for msu football See, the thing with me is, and I know this sounds dumb, but, like, I think Jordan's for basketball, dude. Yeah, Like, it'd be cool if, like, you – you know what I mean? Like, Jordan – you, I mean, yours don't look bad. I'm not saying yours look bad, but, like, Jordan for basketball, Nike for football. I don't know why. Like, it's just weird. Like, I know it's not a good example, but imagine people being like, oh, I'm wearing LeBron stuff for football. Like, it just would seem weird to me. Right. I don't know. But, I mean, yeah, you got anything else to add? We basically covered everything. Yeah, we, we covered uh, many things. Um, do you have any other coaches that you would like to see take over in East Lansing if you had the choice? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, obviously, like I mentioned Fleck, but that ain't happening. Um, it's probably going to end up being Fickle, but if not him, you know, like I said, Matt Campbell. Um, and another option, I know you're going to just start dying, but who I really want and it's never going to happen would be Urban Meyer. <laughs> right, right. I, I truly think – D'Antonio is going to stay there. He's just going to make some staff changes. But then we're going to see if he truly has some hidden scandals under his belt or something that he was just trying to hide for so long. So we're going to see in the offseason. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, and to go on to that point to end it, like that's the reason why I don't see him coming back, dude. Like I was talking to one of our you know, good reporters, and he said, you know, he's still got to face that lawsuit in the offseason. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that can make him quit. That that I mean, also too looks horrible for potential recruits, right? Exactly. Like, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like the first thing, obviously, I asked him was, you know, can we get bowl bands and all that? And he was like, "No, we'll just have to pay a shit ton of money," you know. And that's horrible for, you know, to get better facilities like D'Antonio's begging for, and that we still had to pay Nasser. So there goes our money for a potential coach. I'm saying, like, um, but yeah, I mean, Fickle, Campbell, like I mentioned, those guys. I don't really know who else. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, maybe Clay Helton, but I don't really see that at all. Yeah. Um, but I mean, who would be your option and then we can end it? 
Oh, we, we, we agree on uh, similar candidates for sure. Okay. Um, but but like I said, I I truly think I just it's gonna be hard to to picture D'Antoni like stepping down in this negative of an image, like losing all these games and like yeah. in this uncharacteristic way. I say it's uncharacteristic, but lately, man, this has been Spartan football, bro. Like, yeah. Like the 2015 playoff run seems so long ago, and even then, when it's a great accomplishment, you made the college football playoff in its first year and played the Crimson Tide. However. You couldn't score, like yeah, you had no I wasn't success. That mad about that. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. But like, this, we've just like slowly been seeing the downfall. Pride comes before the fall, and it's coming back to bite you guys, man. Oh, oh yeah, that's what he said for the Mike Hart bullshit. Yeah, yeah, but but thanks for yeah, having I mean, me, Spencer. Uh, it's been yeah, a blast, sure, man. Though. Um, I'll I'll edit this and all that, and then probably gonna post it tonight. You think I, that's good? Yeah, man. As soon as you can, just just do your edits and uh, get it all ready. Yeah, and I'll try to get it done by you know like ten fifteen minutes, and then you could post it and all that, so they can listen to it before they go to bed or whatever. I don't know. Sounds good. Do you ever get people replying like to your episodes and giving you feedback on DM or? Sometimes people will. Yeah. Well, make sure like let them know like, hey, give me some feedback or DM Michigan Wave and. uh, let us know what you thought of the episode and, and give us your opinion type of thing. I'll for sure do that. All right. Thanks, man. I, I uh, yeah. had fun on this. You t- appreciate it, we man. Can, uh, we, right. we can do it for basketball, bro. For sure, man. All right. Peace. See you, man. Yo. Hello? Yeah, what's up? What's up? All right, good. All right, what's up, guys? Today we're back with the podcast reviewing last night's embarrassing loss to say the least over duke 87 to 75 all right let's get right into it guys i'll say my part and then i'll let you get into yours and then we can just talk about why we lost but first i mean first guys this is the first night where i can say and i know people are going to disagree like i don't really think this loss is on izzo um i you know, I understand Coach K always seems to outcoach him. Now Izzo's, what, 2-12 and 12 or 2-13, and 13, something like that. But, I mean, this loss is on the players, guys. The only reason I would say, you know, you can blame it on Izzo a little bit is the substitutions he made. So, to first get into that, the one thing I will say he did wrong, Izzo, was, like the guy mentioned on Twitter, I forgot his name, subbing Cassius Winston out for that stupid 30 seconds of the game to tell him what, you know, he did wrong. You put Foster Lawyer in there, guy gets burned two straight plays, two straight turnovers, and gets trucked by Trey Jones, which was a terrible call. But nonetheless, I mean, that just set the tone for the ball game, to say the least. Um, I'll let you go, and then I'll talk about, you know, because I don't want to keep rambling on about this. And then I'll talk about, you know, the you know the basics of why we lost. You can go now. Just about the game? You want me to talk about the game? Just why like what you thought of the game. I didn't even talk about half of it, honestly. <laughs> I don't even know, dude. It's just you look at past successful teams. There's, there's always at least like, at least two knockdown shooters on the court, and we mm-hmm. literally have one. We have one. Sometimes Gabe Brown, but like he doesn't shoot enough. He doesn't play enough. Like I've been saying, bro, we can't play eleven guys for ten minutes. Besides Cassius and X playing twenty plus, like we need to cut our rotation down, allow guys to get hot, allow allow guys to find their shot, and it just. It comes with confidence, and you can't gain confidence from having one game where you shoot well, and then the next two games you play four minutes because you missed your first shot. 
it just it doesn't work like that. Like from playing basketball in the past, like you gain confidence from like trusting your coach, confidence in your shot, and like knowing that you're not going to be taken out of the game for missing a shot or turning the ball over. And I feel like our depth is a blessing and a curse because you look back two years ago with our lack of depth with the big man who would always hurt us, but now we have like too much depth, and I feel like that's honestly hurting us a little bit too. Like some people m- might think that sounds stupid, but like honestly, that's part of the reason I feel like we're not shooting the ball well. And oh. you look at past, you no, look you at past teams, past mm-hmm. teams, past like successful MSU teams that went to the Final Four. There's always at least two or three like pure shooters on the court. We have one, and like I said before, that's just not going to work. And thank thank God you brought that point up, guys, because this stat is going to blow your mind for those of you listening. So Michigan State against Kentucky and Duke, arguably the two biggest games we've played so far. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah. All right, just listen to this, bro. I was like. I was just sad when I read this stat. So in these two games, guys, Michigan State has shot nine for 42 from three against Kentucky and Duke. For all the, those of you that aren't math whizzes or wizards, whatever, that's 21.4%. Dude, nine for 42. That's like, I'm sorry, but I don't know. I don't know that much about basketball, but I know, you know, I mean, if you're shooting, if you're shooting 21% from half court, that's not good. So, that dude, this that is embarrassing. Nine for forty-two, and then dude. another, another one more stat, and I'll let you talk. And I know this is a lot of people are like, "Oh, that's not that bad." And Kentucky, in the two games we played, Kentucky and Duke, guys, twenty-eight for forty-one from the free throw line. That's sixty-eight <laughs> percent. That's bad. really bad, dude. Sixty-eight percent is not. If you want to be like, and I know sixty-eight percent isn't awful, but you know we're supposed to be the number one team. That's not good enough, man. Um, so those two stats I wanted to throw out there. And then the third one, and then I'll let you go into it. The third one, I forgot to bring this up. In the two games we've lost to Kentucky and Duke, we had 16 turnovers against Kentucky and 14 against Duke. That's 30 turnovers in two games. That's atrocious. Um, we had seven all of last year in the lead eight, guys. Seven. We doubled that last night. That's why we got the result. Um, I mean, what I mean, what, what do those stats mean to you? I mean, because I know to me that's that's pathetic basketball. I mean, it, <laughs> I think those stats just like just just exemplify how we played this year. Like, it's just they prove what we've done on the floor. Those stats show what we've done on the court like perfectly. Mm-hmm. There's there's no way around it, and I feel like. Like I said before, like having those two or three deadly shooters on the court at all time, that problem would have been solved with Hauser and Langford. Like that, that would not be a problem this year if we had those two guys. And I know that may sound like an excuse, but it's true. And it's it's, <laughs> I don't know. Like imagine if we had those two guys, that would even cut our lineup down even more, like our rotation. Because those I was two just guys gonna say that would they would play be the more worst. and they cut down our rotation. Now that they're out, it makes us go deeper and play guys even more that shouldn't be playing. So like. The lose lose situation in that, in that sense, and dude, I I've been saying it for a while. The loss of Nick Ward was was probably the one of the biggest losses I've witnessed in, in a while. Like we we have no big man presence on there that can score well. Like I I had never seen a guy fight for the ball, back down, post move, hook shot. Like I've seen yeah. it from X, like against Albion and Charles Sumner, but that's it. Exactly, and I mean X had the thing with X is I can't blame him because. He had twenty and eight last night. That's not a bad stat line. But 
I agree, but like it's the way he's scoring. You have to. I know. I understand what you're saying. It won't work down the line. He won't be able to get that twenty every night doing that. Um, I know you know this, but people are are forgetting. If Nick Ward came back, we wouldn't have Joey Hauser, dude. We did. We only had one open scholarship available, and you know what I mean. So Nick Ward. I mean, we don't have Joey Hauser anyway. So you know what I mean. He wouldn't be on the roster. There would be no Joey Hauser if Nick Ward was here. So that's one. And then. Another thing I would say, too, to your point of, you know, our big men not performing under Tillman. The reason is, like, I, that's probably how Chris, whatever, got, you know, saw my comment. Dude, Kithier was playing three to five minutes last year, and now he's playing 23 minutes a game. I mean, you can't just expect to not be playing at all. No, what I'm saying is you can't expect to just, I mean, quadruple the guy's – no. I mean, what's that? I don't know Spanish, but that's like six times the minutes. And – I mean, let's just be honest. Kithier's a solid player. That's like you said. That's all he is. He's a solid. I don't player. think so. I, I think he's um, very overrated. I mean, he's not overrated. He's just solid. He's mediocre. And then Bingham, I know. I mean, the thing with Bingham is, I don't even know how to feel because, yeah, his stats are going up and he's looking better. But I just feel like him and Henry are in the same field where, and I know you'll agree with me on this. Where no matter what those two do, it's never going to be good enough for Izzo. Like I feel like yeah. those are the two that. Um, yeah, I feel like I feel like, I feel like Izzo has like like a thing for Rocky Lodge, bro. Like he always compliments him. He never plays well. He puts him in right one game or Henry makes a turnover. He'll make a turnover and he won't come out. I feel like he has a, he has something for Watts. It's really weird. I don't know how to explain it. You are right. I haven't. I haven't. And no one's said any that to me, but I have noticed. You mean you notice the same things? Basically, I noticed that too, but. Another thing someone said to me, and I was like, damn, that's true. They were like, imagine if Aaron Henry had Rocket Wants confidence in driving the ball and everything. I'm like, shit, dude. But I don't know, because I know you Rocket literally gets blocked every time he shoots the ball. I know, but the thing with Rocket is, like, I love his aggressiveness, and he's been playing phenomenal on defense. But I just, I don't even know what to say, man. I think, like uh, Jay Billis was saying, he made a really good point. You know, Rocket's not a good catch-and-shoot shooter. Um, He's more of a – that's why I made the point of my live video last night. Like, I'm not saying he he wanted to come here and run the point guard like Winston is, but if you watch his tape at Spire, he was more bring the ball up and, you know, put on a show like Kyrie used to do. You know what I'm saying? Like dribble and dandy or whatever the hell they call it. And then – What I don't understand is, like, he was doing that in high school, but – is Albion like Charles Southern not like a high school team? Like, but what I'm saying to you is he's like, not, not like that bad. Same... But like, if he can't score against Charles Southern, like, no, 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 that's what you're not understanding, though, dude. He's not playing the same role in high school as he is now. Like, I mean, it's just it comes down to making shots, though. Like, he, 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 he can't even make an open three. I don't know. That's what that I'm happens. trying to explain to you, though, is because he's it's a different style of basketball that he's used to, dude. I don't like, know. if you're if you play basketball that much, you train that much. I guess. Like, it's what I'm trying to say, guys, is like Langford's a catch and shoot shooter. That guy is like Clay Thompson, where he could just pull up and drill it. Rocket, I feel like Rocket needs to, he's like Chris Paul, for example, needs to create his own shot, if that makes sense to you guys. But enough of that. Um, I mean, what what else do you want to talk about, man? Um, I mean, we talked about all the bullshit, you know, free throws and all that, but I don't think we've talked enough about. Like you said, the rotation. That's the issue right now, man. And the other issue that you you said, and I, I agree with you on, 
was, I mean, our three-point shooting and three-point defense is awful. Both of them right yeah. now. I didn't look into what the teams were shooting against us on the three, but it, I don't know. Every, I did, every, they I shoot did. better against us at the three. Like, every game this year, the team is shooting better against us on the three than their season average. I didn't look up the stat line, but all I know is Duke shot 60% from three in the first por- excuse me, first half. And then Damn. I think for the game, it was 46%. That's really good, 46%. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, you remember Kentucky. I don't know the exact number, but they definitely shot over 40. 35 free throws, dude. You know, I'm at three-pointers. Three oh, I know. I just remember 35 free throws. That's now. crazy. We shot 23 last night ourselves, though. So. Yeah, but we missed them. So. Uh-huh. And I don't think we've got into the main reason why we lost. You want to name that reason? <laughs> I mean, I, I couldn't even tell you. It's I think it's turnovers. I, I Honestly, uh, dude, I don't know. You don't know? <laughs> Come on, dude. The big ogre stands at 6'11 feet tall. Our big man, yeah, it's it, it's obviously a big man, but like Vernon Carey, dude. dude. We, I know we stopped Zion though. There's not an excuse for that. All you had to do is double team him. That's all you had to do. We did. That's what I'm telling you. Though. We, we didn't. We barely him. ever double teamed him. Barely. I just think the thing with Vernon is, I think he's a much better shooter than we think, dude. I think he, he has, and he has more of a motor than we think, especially in that game. No, dude. That's the thing with Vernon. I can't give him the motor. I he had one in that game. Well, dude, I mean, that's like saying LeBron's playing against, you know what I mean, the Warriors. He's going to have the motor, dude, against the yeah, team that true. is booing him the shit, you know, booing the shit out of him. But, like, I don't know, dude. I mean, that was part of the reason. And then, you know, Duke coverage basically pounded the table of what he wanted to happen. And I told him, and everything we talked about happened, if you recall. We said, why isn't Joey Baker playing? Oh, he played damn well the other night or yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> and that oh freaking Javin Delorier. Oh my god. He looked Played like, out of his mind. He looked like Tristan Thompson out there with those dunks, dude. Exactly. Um and then who else? oh the only one that was basically a non factor was Wendell Moore. I think he only had one field goal attempt. I don't remember him playing that much. Yeah, it, it just showed zero for one from field goals. I think he got into foul trouble early, so he had to ride ride on the bench a little. But Dude, you just look at last year's team and their rotation was by the lead eight, like seven or eight guys, like literally seven or eight guys. Nick Ward coming off the bench. Oh, our team. Uh, I think at Duke. Our team, like, like. I just don't think like you seven can win or eight that guys way, playing. Man. I don't Gabe think Brown, you can win playing Arns, seven guys. Or not Arns, Gabe Brown and Nick Ward. That was like kind of it in the elite eight coming off the bench. Gabe Brown didn't even play until that LSU I know that's game. What I'm saying, bro. That it's LSU crazy. game, he started to play. It feels like. It's crazy. We cannot be playing eleven guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, 11's too much. I agree, but let's talk about that. We haven't even talked about that. Who do you think should be starting going forward? Because I've gotten this DM, you know what I mean, more times than I can tell you. Cassius, Aaron Henry, Gabe Brown, Marcus Bingham, and X. I, honestly, I couldn't disagree with that. Um, That's our biggest lineup to help with our 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 shadow, our blazing flaw of less of a big man, of no big man. And, I mean – if you want to talk about shooting, Gabe Brown's a better shooter than Rocky Watts, and I'd rather have a spot-up shooter with Cassius on the floor than a create-your-own-dribble shooter because Cassius is driving. He's drawing attention to himself. He's also going to draw attention to the to the opposite big man on the opposite side of the post because teams are going to scout that and know he throws the lob 80% of the time when he drives. 
So they're going to scout that. And then they're going to scout that we can't shoot the ball well. So we're going to have open shooters in the corner. And if Gabe's that shooter, I'm confident in him knocking it down, knocking Rocky Watts. I don't think it's that we can't shoot it, though. That's what I don't like. I hate when people can't. You, but... I'm sorry. You look no, at dude. past names, Rowe, Travis Trice. Listen, dude, it's Denzel not Valentine, that we can't shoot it. Dude. Alvin Ellis. I would tell Izzo this right now. He was, and obviously. Brent Forbes, dude. Like, Listen, dude, the reason why we're not shooting it well is because, dude, I'm telling you, bro, the way our offense is running is just garbage, dude. Teams know how cash is going to run. Um, that bu- but bullshit dude, The pick and roll is deadly. We barely use it anymore. No, because they know what's coming. That's what I'm trying to tell you. We're doing the same offense as we ran last year. That bullshit ball screen. That's why you're not seeing these alley oops to X like you want. If that happens, I don't. You know, I don't know freaking offense to draw up a clipboard. But all I know is teams definitely scouted that, and that's why we're not seeing it. We're not getting open dude, shots because of it. Comes down to this: if we knock down nineteen of those forty-two threes instead of nine of them, we mm-hmm. might be two and zero in those two games. So it does come down to three-point shooting. No, no, no. I agree with you. What I'm trying to tell you is, I don't think we're getting open shots. That's the problem. That's why we're not hitting these threes. I do. I do. I think we are. I, I don't, mean, I don't. Half the time we're shooting these threes, they're just not good shots, dude. Like they're just, I don't know. I mean, well, they'd be good shots if they went in. So. Yeah. See, I don't. I don't. You're right, but I don't know. And another player we haven't talked about is Trey Jones, dude. He played his mind off last night. Yeah. Um, him and Vernon led the show, and they didn't even have Cassius Stanley, so it's. <laughs> They were shorthanded as we as were we, but um. But are we even shorthanded anymore? Like we have to be used to this. I don't get it. Exactly, dude. And the thing that a a we we, we we suck. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't. This team just doesn't play well together. But the thing that I and this is the only. But that thing will come. That will come by March. What? That will come by March. So I'm not worried. Yeah, I'm not. I'm like you, dude. I'm not like you know. I'm not like D'Antonio, like full panic mode right now, but. The reason why I just get a little irritated, and not irritated, but more like pissed, is like this is Cassius last year, guys. You know what I mean? Like, as someone DM me earlier, oh, dude, you know we're gonna be better next year. I'm like, cut that bullshit out. Like, he was like, oh, Josh is gonna do the red shirt. I'm like, that's not happening. You know, obviously he brought up Joey Hauser, and then I'm and these banking be on next year. What? I think we're going to be dog shit next year. We won't be dog shit. But like, it, it has to be A.J. Hoggard at the point, not Foster. And A.J. Hoggard has, has to have an amazing year. That's only – dude, like, yeah. but like you I can't was, win without a good point guard. I was talking to this guy that – I mean, I don't want to say his name, but someone that knows – does a lot of recruit videos and knows a lot of them. And he said he was talking to some source, and he said the most underrated prospect in that class is Matt uh, Mady Cisco, dude. He said yeah. he has the talent to go top five. He's only been playing basketball for three years. I didn't even know that. I didn't. I was really... like Bingham. Bingham started freshman year. Okay, but he didn't come from Africa like Mady did. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm just talking but, about starting late. Yeah, but other than that, I mean, do you, did I miss on anything that you wanted to hit on? Dude, no. It's it's just. I just I don't think. I wish there was more of an explanation. We genuinely just don't look good. <laughs> Yeah, but it's like to me, it's like obvious why. Like, yeah, we're hitting on the starting lineup, but it's got to be like. And I've been telling you this, dude. When Izzo doesn't trust in someone, he doesn't trust in him. I don't care how many times we pound the desk and say, you know, why isn't Aaron Henry playing better year two? Like, like the guy said earlier, he's in his doghouse. I didn't even know what that meant until I thought about it. He probably met the doghouse. Like, 
he has him playing down low, right? Is that what he was saying? That he's in Izzo's doghouse? Remember the yes, the video? I think he's saying that like he's in Izzo's dog Izzo's doghouse is in like Izzo's the fucking Izzo's just dogging him, like on him constantly. Like he's he's his okay, fucking master. Like sense. I don't know. Like some You know the doghouse like though, it's like it's like small. I was thinking like, oh, it means he's not playing at the three point line. But I mean other or than that, that I don't man, know. I don't know I'll talk about the D'Antonio thing. If you want to talk about D'Antonio. Uh, yeah, we can talk about it. What do you want to talk about? I was did I just have another point to bring up about that? Okay. You look at uh, you look at teams like USC or LSU, so on and so forth. Teams like that that can recruit no matter who's their coach. Mm-hmm. They have the they have the luxury of being able to fire their coach and still bring in a top ten recruiting class. So that is why, like, you look at those type of teams, they'll still win. Like bringing in different coaches and, and whatnot. So if they have a down year, they can still hire a new coach and bring in top ten recruiting classes. So like that's why at MSU we, we just cannot just fire him and then like expect us to win because we won't get a good recruiting class and we won't have a proven coach. Mm-hmm. A good example would be Wisconsin. If Wisconsin wins five games next year, Paul Chris isn't going anywhere. You can't tell him he's going anywhere. No, but they have they're, a better like, recruiting be, class than we do, dude. I know, but they don't re- – dude, their recruiting classes are very similar to ours. They're not recruiting top 10, top 15 every year. No, but they're winning the off thing of, like, they do recruit way better than us is O-linemen. And I know we've yeah. been recruiting good O-linemen, but, like, I've been telling you, they're not freaking developing. It's obvious. Or they're scared yeah. to put them out there until they're redshirt juniors. I don't get it. But to, to, to your point, I have been harsh on D'Antonio, and let's be honest, he deserves it, man. You know, he seven does. and six, and then maybe another seven and six year at best. But like I, I was saying, guys, the only candidate I personally would have wanted if you know he walked away was Matt Campbell, and he just resigned with Iowa State through twenty twenty five. Um, and obviously he, he did. Back, I didn't even see that. Yeah, oh, he my. did yesterday. So there's wow. no. I don't want D'Antonio. If if we replace him with Fickle, oh god, dude, that's gonna be bad. Um, Fickle couldn't even really win at Ohio State that well. No, and I've been watching him like at Cincinnati, man. He's not that good, dude. He's really not. He's supposed to be an offensive-minded guy. Like he's winning games against you know USF like seventeen to fourteen. Like that's just not. Um, but to your point, well, how do we know that's his fault, not the coordinator's fault? Well, he's basically calling the plays. I'm telling you, I think it's like Lincoln Riley kind of. That's what they're saying. I think. Okay. Uh, Okay. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know, guys. It seems like the guys are believing in D'Antonio. And Tommy Lee told me, and he told me straight up, dude, after the Illinois loss, he was right. He told me he didn't expect D'Antonio to go anywhere and that he expects all the coaches to be back. And it's looking like that, man. I mean, yeah, I texted him yesterday. Not. I was like, shit, man, you were right. He's like, I told you, dude. I didn't, the vibe I got around the team was, or the staff, you know, was, I don't know. Like, it's. Get better. Right, that, that's one thing. If he doesn't fire the coordinators and we have another bad year next year, I want him gone. I'm, I don't I'm think he's that. firing them, man. I mean, you. I'll call Tommy right after this. I'm telling you, dude. I don't. They're making it sound like if they fire him, it's going to be late. Like after. I mean, yeah, obviously after the season, but I don't know, man. We'll see what happens. It's going to be a very interesting offseason to say the least with the football team, um, because obviously, like me and you pointed out early. The schedule is going to be brutal again next year. But um, if if we don't fire him and then we have a good year next year, I'm with D. But if he's yeah, two steps to fire him again and then we have a good year, I'm I'm all with it. But like, 
Mm-hmm. We can't make that risk twice in a row and not have it pay off. Three times in a row and not have yeah, it Yeah, I was going to say, that's at least three. And that's the thing. I'm with you, dude. I'm not like an idiot saying, oh, fire him because we're sucking. It's because the choices he's made with the staff. That's why I'm getting so irritated. That's what I've been saying since day one. Like, I know it's a bad comparison, but imagine Michigan going three and nine with – I'm not going to say Harbaugh because they wouldn't do that. But three and nine, they did. Uh, actually, they did in 07. But just any team, three and, and they nine. And they went four and eight in, I think, 13. I don't know. I think they went five and seven the year before Harbaugh got there. But just say they yeah, went – like, I don't know, guys. Just say – I don't even know what team to give you. But a random team, Wisconsin, just say went three and nine. You're going to tell me that not one of the staff members would be fired. That's why I got so pissed at D'Antonio. Is, I think he was just basing it off that the playoff year, the Rose Bowl. You know, if you go three and nine, something has to be wrong. You know, we didn't really have injuries that year. I understand we were very young. We were young. I'm not going to lie. But that's when I first started getting a little irritated. And then last year I was like, you know, it's got to happen. Didn't happen. So if it doesn't happen this year, I, I'm 100% with you then I don't know what to say. He's basically got – his seat's going to be, like, on fire if he doesn't win. Yeah. Basically, dude, it's going to be, like, lighting a match. Yeah. In the seat. But, <laughs> I mean, it's true. But, I mean, I think we cleared that up. And then, do you have anything else about the basketball? I think we cleared that up. Um, no, hopefully. Hopefully we have a winning record this year. <laughs> it's not going to be that bad. I, I almost roasted some. No, I know, I know, but. Um, you just never know with the way things are looking right now. Yeah, some guy I, I posted on my story, and he was like, please delete it. He was like, this team's not making the tournament. I'm like, come on. Winston ain't going to let that happen in his senior year. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, next game, guys, is Rutgers. I think it's 6 p.m. on Sunday night. I don't know why we're already playing Big Ten games. Schedule's just stupid. And then we still yeah. got Oakland. You, we don't really play another – Excuse me, we do play at Northwestern. I don't know how good they are. They just beat – um. They're not that good. Who did they just beat in the ACC? Help me out. I forgot. I have no idea. I don't I remember. Would be, they I beat be, um, Syracuse. Syracuse is terrible. Oh, they're dog shit. They got, ran, that they, got, about. they got ran out of the building by Penn State as well in the Barkley Center. Dude, um, Jim Bayhan. people aren't talking about him. He, he's definitely on the hot seat in my opinion. Yeah. And he did. He lost the first game, the opener to Virginia. So he's got at least three or four losses. I mean, so do we. I think but they're four and four. They probably are, man. Um, and another team, like just off topic, but like I thought I'd bring it up. The one team I was right about, I thought Indiana was going to be a sleeper. They've looked good. They beat Florida State last night. And, and you're right about Michigan. I, I mean, that was obvious, dude. Like. I, but the one thing I will say, who's dude, college hoopsler. That man is, you know, every time he predicts it, he told me before the game, he was like, I'm telling you, bro, Michigan's overrated. They're going to they're gonna choke this one. He was right. They didn't look awful. But then he told me he expected us to win. That didn't happen. I think everyone predicted State to win, bro. Yeah, dude, that was bad. That was just really bad. Greenberg, and then I forgot the guy that did, he does it with on game day. Randy Katz? No, Lafonso, whatever. He's a new guy, the black guy. He's he does. He's like Lafonso. Oh, I know you're talking about. I don't know his name though. Yeah, but yeah, Andy Katz has been big on us, dude, and it's looked bad. He's yeah, been big on MSU. Um, and John Rosting, he's been pretty big on state too. The one guy that's been hating on us since day one. Ben Dackage. Jeff Jeff Goodman, my man. 
Um, he said before the Duke game we shouldn't be ranked. And then he also said in preseason, and this is when we thought we had Langford in them, he said, you know, Kansas was his number one team. And he had Louisville up there, but I don't know. I guess the only enjoyment we got out of last night was Jordan Nora um, saying they wanted the smoke and they didn't get it from Louisville. Yeah, that was the only that. enjoyment we had. Um, but other than that, I mean, you got anything else? No. Yep, and I will add tomorrow, guys, former Michigan State linebacker Chris Fry will be joining the podcast. So yes, we'll, be sure to, we'll be sure to go in-depth with him because he doesn't hold back, guys. Um, he doesn't. And then we're going to be having Chris Castellane, who a lot of you guys probably don't – some of you might know, but he's a Michigan fan on Twitter with over 10,000 followers because he gives really good opinions on both teams. We're going to be talking about some good stuff with him. So, other yeah. than that, I mean, nothing, right? Nope, that's about it. That, all right. See you guys tomorrow and go green. Peace, go away.